Hello, this is The Jay Show. This is Dr. Jay Smith here in London. We have been going through a number of interesting ideas on not only the Quran, and especially the Quran, uh, but looking at some of the theology within the Quran. And I have today my good friend, Hatun Tash. Good to have you here. Hello, Jay. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back. So Allah is God. That's, that is... Uh, it, it, we brought, we went into that, but we also unpacked it in Surah 27 and in Surah 20. Yes. The second, the second divine being was the Spirit of God, Ru in, yeah. in, in so, Arabic. So if we look at the Islamic teachings, we look at the Quran, and Quran talks about Ruh of Allah, our spirit, uh, from our spirit from us, and then we see the spirit from us, the spirit of Allah does very unique things only Allah can do, such but as... before you say that, let me ask you some questions. We, we, the spirit is not angels. According to the Quran, it's not angels. And it's not Gabriel or uh, Michael. Uh, no, Quran separates that. Okay. So, spirit, angels, Michael, Gabriel, they're all really separate according they're, to the Quran. They are different And beings. the traditions, not really Quran, but the traditions on this one. So, Muhammad was asked in his lifetime, uh, who is the spirit or what is the spirit? Muhammad said, knowledge of spirit is limited and that knowledge is only belong to Allah. So, uh, Quran doesn't tell us what or who the spirit is. But, as we look at the Islamic teachings, we see uh, spirit of Allah does similar things Allah can do. Like creates. Yet, he also spirit does the things Allah cannot do. Allah is not capable to do it, but spirit can do. Okay. Like one of the things that spirit can do that Allah cannot do is that spirit categorically does enter time and space. Yes. The spirit does come to earth. Except for Surah 20 and Surah 27, Allah, according to what Muslim theologians say, Allah never comes to earth. Now, yeah. they have a problem with Surah 20 and 27. And we're going to leave that with them. Yeah. So, uh, Surah, so you're saying that the spirit is unique in that sense. Yes. Surah 19 teaches us, um, Spirit of Allah came and revealed himself as a perfect male form to Mary, mother of Jesus. So the spirit takes on human form. If they're going to say that God cannot enter time and space, uh, which they, they would say, no, God never takes on human form. They have to say that because that's what how Islam confronts Christianity. The number one reason why Islam confronts Christianity is that Jesus cannot be God. The reason why is because Jesus is a man. Surah 5, Ayah 75 is very clear that God cannot eat, yet Mary and Jesus ate. Therefore, Jesus cannot yep. be God. If that is the case, what are they going to do with God entering time and space and we know eating with Abraham in front of the tent of Mamre. They have a problem with that. But here's the problem. If God has a spirit, is that spirit God? Is it still part of God? And if that's so, then what's that spirit doing taking on human form in Surah 19, appearing as a man to Mary in yep. Surah 19? Because therefore the spirit is human. And that's going to confront so it. You can see how the gears are going to change. Gears are going to go, be going in their mind. They're going to say, how do I answer this? How do I answer yep. this? It's a catch-22. So, Spirit of Allah takes a human form. He comes and talks to Mary. It's not only that. Spirit of Allah is the one who creates Jesus. Spirit of Allah is the one who makes Mary pregnant, who blows into uh, Mary and then makes her pregnant and then says, oh, um, you, you are going to have a son. So, Spirit of Allah has knowledge um, of the, what He's going to create and how He's going to create. So, He's omniscient, 
He's omnipresent by being on earth everywhere, and He's omnipotent. So the Spirit carries all three omnis in yep. just what you've just said. All three omnis apply to also the Spirit of Allah, as apply to the Allah Himself, except, hold on a minute, Allah is omni omnipotent, but He's not omnipresent. He can't come to earth. So we look at the Surah 58, verse 22, we see where the Spirit is in everywhere with all believers and all power. And so that's not in Surah 19. All right. So there you go. You see that the Spirit can do something that Allah can't do. Yeah. He's even yet, more powerful than Allah. Yet Spirit is from Allah. Yet Spirit is from Allah. It so we is ask He Allah? No, He's not. He's, he's actually a different. He's separated from Allah. So we are asking um, question of who is the Spirit and how come Islam teaches that this spirit can do the things only Allah can do. And, and do sometimes beyond even Allah beyond do. Allah does. I yes. love this. I love this. And then thirdly, we, we finally came to Issa. And we unpacked Issa. Issa would be the Arabic, well, it's not the Arabic, the Quranic name for yep. Jesus. We know the Arabic name for Jesus is Yeshua. They got the yep. wrong name. That's for a whole other session. But when we looked at Issa, we asked these same questions. So tell me, what can Issa do? Uh, can Isa do the same things Allah can do? So, first of all, we know Islam teaches um, Isa is uh, created by the Spirit of Allah. And then as we look at the Islamic teachings, we see Isa can heal people, Isa can uh, give life, and Isa does create. But the thing is... These Isa are all in Surah 3, Ayah 49. Yeah. Surah 3, Ayah 49, and he gives life five. to birds, uh, yeah. out of, he makes out of clay, blows yeah. on them when they fly into the air. He heals the sick, gives sight to the blind, and resuscitates the dead. Yeah. Yet, it is same Isa who, does crea who creates exactly the way Allah creates. So he creates so, immediately, in fact, doesn't he? So we, we, we look at the Quran and then we see Allah creates Adam out of the clay and then Allah breathes his spirit, um, he, breathes his breath to Adam and then Adam happened to be. Yet we look at the Islamic teachings and then we see Isa creates out of the clay a bird and then breathes into the bird his breath and can gives life to the bird. Now I'm going to come back to you because I know what Muslims will say to that with Allah's permission. Um, we are not talking about if Allah gave the permission or not. We are talking about Isa has the power to create exactly the way Allah creates. Okay. So when you're saying with Allah's permission, that's not means he's giving him his power. He's saying, yes, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, like for instance, you can come on the show right here and um, you can, I could have invited you on the show, but I could have said I had to give permission to the technicians to have a camera on you. But you're still on the show. Yeah. So I had the power to do certain things, but I need a permission to, like, I have power to kill you, yet I need a permission. Can you use another example, maybe? Uh, maybe to slap me across the face. You have the power to, but I have to give you permission to slap me across the face. Or I, someone else needs to give me permission. So I am already having this power. I'm so. just exercising the power I have. Oh. And practicing Jesus the power I have. had this power, which Muhammad did not have, interestingly. No. Okay, let me, uh, it's in Surah 3, Ayah 49. Let me just bring one more thing to your attention. He has the power to create. We've seen that now. Yep. Permission was given him to do yes. so, to use his power. He has the power to give sight to the blind, power to heal the sick, power to resuscitate the dead. I'm going to give you one more. Take a look at the last part of Surah 349. Um, and I inform you of what you eat and what you store in your houses. Which means he also has, he has knowledge. A, he has a no, uh, knowledge of pre-seeing what's going to come. Look at that. So he is omniscient as well. Yeah. So So he is om, 
omnipresent because he's on earth. He is omnipotent because he has the same power that Allah has. He can create like Allah can create. And he's omniscient. All three, all three omnis are found in just that one verse. Then that brings the big question. How can Allah can be one God, yet um, Allah, has, um, Allah has creatures or part of creation who does the same things Allah does? So that is, in practical way, saying Allah is giving permission to Quran to, or author of the Quran to commit shirk or Allah himself is committing shirk. Okay, now I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Well, I mean, actually, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to just say something. Take a look at what you've just said here. Look at what we have done. I hope you're all listening to what we're, what's happening here. Have you noticed what Hatun has done? She has shown that Allah is God. He is the creator. He, she has also shown that the spirit is also can do the same thing as God as in creating. Yeah. There's number two, Allah who is the creator, the spirit who is the creator, and also number three, that Issa is also God in that he can create as well. So you have Allah, number one, the spirit, number two, Issa, number three. What has she just shown? That the Quran also has a trinity, but not trinity, it's a tri not unity, because there's no unity with it. So there them. are three different beings. It's a trios. It's three beings. Is that a word? I don't even know. I've just, uh, it's a <laughs> okay. word that I've heard before, but I don't know if that's right. Okay. Tri-persons. Okay, so not the persons, Quran has beings. Tri-beings. Tri because spirit is a being, Isa is being, and Allah is a being. So Quran... There's nothing unified about them, is there? No, because they are, all se they are doing separate things by themselves. Allah is the one who is giving permission, yet they are doing their own things. Oh, fascinating. So we have so already now found another, I, I don't want to call it the Trinity in the Quran, because it's because not the Trinity as we know it in the Bible. Yes, Trinity is one being, three persons. So Trinity is monotheism. You're right. Trinity is monotheism, but what we see is Allah, Spirit, and Isa, and where they stand in the Islamic teaching, looks like it cannot be monotheist religion. Okay, or it's a tri-being. It it's actually, it looks like a polytheistic character of God. The Allah, yeah. uh, God like, of the Quran is actually quite pagan to look it seems, and we're now finding is also polytheistic as you have now three gods yeah. in the sense if they are all created, two of which are superior to the other and it looks like the inferior one is actually Allah himself because he's the one that cannot come to earth outside of Surah 20 and Surah 27. Yep. which is a conundrum for them because that's an internal contradiction. Now, we've gone through those three. Now we come to number four. And that's what this episode is about. Number four, you're telling me and you're suggesting that there's a fourth being, a fourth uh, item that also takes on divine form. Well, that is also part of... As the of divine qualities. Same, same divine quality. Allah... Spirit, Issa. So yep. Allah, Ru, Spirit, yes. or Issa. You're going to tell me there's a fourth one? Yes. Um, so uh, there is something called Quran. Okay, before we do that, I, I have some difficulties I want to talk about. Sure. So let's go to the difficulties before we do that. Um, I'm going to back up because it's, it, I know you're getting excited and you want really to introduce you this fourth one, but before we do it, just take a look at some problems we have here. If the Spirit is the second divine creator, Allah is the first divine creator, and they're distinct from angels, yep. Michael, or Gabriel. Who exactly is the spirit, and when did the spirit begin? Uh, so we don't know. 
Because remember in Surah 17, when Muhammad asked who was the spirit or who is the spirit or what is the spirit, Muhammad respond, Muhammad's response was, a knowledge of the spirit is limited. So he didn't know. But if you think about it, um, certain verses says spirit from Allah with our spirit. So is it part of Allah yet can do things Allah cannot do? Or is it something outside of the Allah? So we are looking at especially the unique spirit which gives life to Jesus. Okay, we're going to hold on to that because there's a problem there. Because to me, I still can understand where the spirit comes from then. Is he part of Allah? Is he separate from Allah? If he's part of Allah, then what was he doing on earth? If he's separate from Allah, then that means he is a divine character, another being beyond yes, Allah. Yes, th those are good questions to which ask. Which eradicates the unity of Allah. Those are the good questions to ask. And it wasn't surprising to us that Jews asked those questions in the time of Muhammad to Muhammad. And he said, knowledge is limited, we don't know. Okay, now let's go to Issa, because I want to ask some questions about Issa. Um, we know that Issa enters turf, uh, space and time, um, that he creates, uh, he has the power to create and to see uh, people's hearts and to know what's in their houses, to be able to, he gives life to, and he also gives sight, and he resuscitates the dead, and he heals. Now let's, I want to have some questions about Issa. And Adam, because Issa is the third, but there's another problem I have, because in that whole lecture we talked about, we talked about Adam as well. We talked about Adam because Quran makes very clear statement, Adam and Isa are the same. Allah said, be and it is. So that's why we needed to compare. The way Allah created Adam is exactly the way how Jesus, Isa, created the uh, bird out of the clay. What's curious is that in the verse you looked at, it also mentions that God, Allah, wants the angels to bow down to Adam. Now, why after, the, after the creation, when Allah creates everything, Allah creates man, Allah asks angels to worship, uh, bow down and worship man. Um, of course, that brings lots of questions because Islam teaches prophets or messengers came to bring people to Allah and pe people will worship Allah. Yet, just before the fall, just before the fall, uh, before mankind entered the world, angels are asked to worship uh, mankind. Why would you worship somebody unless they're divine? Are we permitted to worship anything unless it's Allah himself? Uh, as a Christian, I'm not allowed to worship anything. I am allowed to worship only God himself. And w as a Muslim? Uh, Muslims, are, their scripture doesn't teach them they are, that they are not allowed. But then why if you worship something beside Allah, you are committing shirk. That means you are going to go to hell forever. So, if we apply that criteria to creation, when Allah first created the man, then we are saying Allah is committing shirk by encouraging his creation angels, because angels are created by Allah, to worship a man. Amen. So that means Allah is committing shirk, isn't it? Yes. Now, the last question I want before we move on is, take in note that Jesus, or Issa, creates immediately. I'm going to just leave it there because we're going to come up to it. I see why you're smiling because you, you brought some new stuff that says that that's interesting compared to how Allah creates. Uh, yeah, so Islamic tradition, Quran tells us Allah, sorry, Isa and Jesus, Isa and Adam is created exactly the same way Allah said, be and it is. So okay. um, in last episode, we looked at um, 
how Allah creates Adam and how Jesus creates, uh, makes birth out of the clay. And then we saw actually Adam hasn't been patient enough when Allah creates Adam because it takes lots of process for Adam to um, come, come to life. Yet Jesus, Isa, creates uh, birth out of the clay. Uh, like and as we read, we, if you, if audience remembers, we looked at the Hadith uh, Tafsir, which was talking about Adam wasn't patient. Adam, as it was about the night about to come, Adam it's says to Allah. It's taking all day long for God yeah. to create Adam. By the time evening comes, it's already sun and setting. He said, God, could you hurry up so I can stand up? Because yeah. his feet still were not finished. Yes. It was moving down yeah. through his body, and he kept on looking at himself, watching himself being created. By the time it got down to his knees, he realized the sun was setting. And he wanted God to hurry up, which means it took a whole day yeah. for God to create Adam. So even though Quran makes a statement that Allah, um, Isa and Adam is created by word B, and it is, yet there is no any example in Quran and in Islamic traditions tells us, gives us any example that is how Allah created. Even the creation of the mountains, creation of the other things took pretty long time, yet it took whole day for Allah to create the first so man. So I would suggest that Issa is more omnipotent than Allah. More powerful or more practical. More, that's right, more powerful. That's another one. I just wanted to bring that in there. Yeah. Now let's go on to this big clangor. This is the big one now. Okay. And this is number four. Because uh, number four says something that I've not heard of before. This is new for me. And that's and I want you to introduce it. What is the fourth being that takes on divine character? So now we've got Allah as a being. We've got the spirit as the different being who does the similar things Allah does. We've got Isa, another being who does the similar things Allah does. And then we meet something called Quran, uh, Eter uh, eternal uh, holy book of Muslims. This eternal book right here. Well, that's this, the is, yeah. this is a modern translation, yeah. a rendition of it, but it would be this Arabic part right yeah. here. That part, that is a book. So, um, eternal word of Allah, which is the speech of Allah, which revealed himself as a book as a book format today, right? Um, described in the Quran as the um, preserved tablets in Surah 85, verse 22. Also, Surah 13 and Surah 43. It is the mother of the books. And let's, let's just read them. I'll put them. Let's put them up on the screen so you can see them. Surah 85, Ayah 21 and 22 says, "Nay, this is a glorious Quran." inscribed in Allah al-Mahfuz, which means the preserved, preserved tablets. tablets. Yep. So this is the glorious Quran inscribed on, on something preserved tablets, which means, according to most, all the tafsir means eternal tablets. Now that was a huge... We, we, we will look at that. That's yep. a huge discussion that went on, yep. but that's what it says in Surah 85. In Surah 13, Ayah 39, in Surah 43, Ayah 4, this is referred to as the mother, mother of, of the, the books, book. yep. the greatest of all the books. In Surah 33, Ayah 6, in Surah 34, Ayah 3, 35, Ayah 11, Surah 57, Ayah 22, the book of decrees, uh, which means that the Quran is eternal, Yet it's still a written book. This is still a written book. Yeah. So you can simply think like that. Quran, which is the eternal speech of Allah, revealed himself in a book format. So Jesus, in Christian theology, Jesus is the eternal word of God, um, who, reuni who unites with mankind and took, took up human form. In Islam, eternal word of Allah yeah. took up uh, a book form. Okay. So... It's book, but it's in eternal. So right yes. there, eternality is the first thing that you're yes. saying so it is, is a divine attribute. It, it is the speech of Allah and it is eternal. Okay, it's a speech, but yet it's separate from Allah. 
uh, that is your speech separate from you? No. So, but as we look at the Islamic tradition, we see it's pretty messy. Actually, it's not that simple. Okay, give me another category. Now, what's another category? How about intercessor? So, uh, I'll, uh, it's a bit messy, but according to Islamic tradition. Quran has power to intercede for mankind. Okay, and we can put so that up on the screen here. We, we look at the Sahih Muslim, and Sahih Muslims explain us one of the job description for the so Quran. So, volume 9, there are nine volumes in Sahih Muslim. Yeah. Actually, more than that. In 991, Hadith 991 says, Abu Umma reported, I heard the Messenger of Allah saying, Read the Quran, for it will come as an intercessor for its reciters on the day of resurrection. Yeah. So, so that's all the Quran. That's Surah 1 to 114 so is what it's saying there. Quran as the speech of Allah, okay, as the eternal words, are going to uh, intercede for people who recite it on the day of resurrection. Okay? Okay. Which means, which means um, Quran needs to have, a, have a special um, qualities, such as Quran needs to have a knowledge conscious and will to know who are the people who are reciting it. Okay. There are two millions Muslims out there today. Quran needs to know which Muslims are reciting those Qurans. And then on the day of resurrection, Quran is going to intercede on uh, behalf of those people to Allah. All right. Now, just the very next hadith in Sahih Muslim again, still volume 9, it says, An Nawas bin Saman, uh, some on reported, I heard the messenger of Allah saying, the Quran and its people who applied it will be brought on the day of resurrection preceded with Surat Al-Baqarah, which is Surah, surah two. 2, and Surah Al-Imran, which is Surah 3, arguing on behalf of those who applied them. So here's the problem. Current Quran you are reading contains 114 surah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if we looked at the, how the uh, Islamic tradition tells us Quran has been um, corrupted. Yet, the current Quran you are reading contains 114 surahs. And those are all eternal speech of Allah. Right. Yet, two surahs, Surah Baqarah and Surah Imran, Surah 2, two and Surah 3, is going to separate itself from rest of the Quran and going to intercede for people, it's not only going to intercede for its reciter, it's also going to argue behalf of its reciters on the day of resurrection. So that makes Surah 2 and Surah 3 must have a quality called consciousness, will, and knowledge, and power to argue with Allah on the day of resurrection be uh, behalf of the people who recite it. So it's eternal, it has a conscious, a conscience? Yeah, it has a will. It has a will. It has a power to know who recited. So it's omniscience as well. Yep. And, and it knows it, who the believers are. And who, we're going to get to that. But so already we're seeing some divine qualities coming yes. into the Quran as well. Yes. Now, let's continue on. What else do we know about it? We also know in Surah Mus Sahih Muslim, uh, Volume 4, 1757, uh, Abu Umama said he heard Allah's messenger say, recite the Quran for uh for on the day of resurrection, it will come as an intercessor for those who recited, recite the two bright ones, Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran. For on the day of resurrection, they will come as two clouds or two shades or two flocks of birds in ranks pleading for those who recite them. 
recite Surah Al-Baqarah for to take recourse to it is a blessing and to give it up is a cause of grief and the magicians cannot confront it. Mu'awiyah said, it has been conveyed to me that here Batala means magicians. So here the Quran is pleading for those who read Surah 2 and Surah 3. But uh, only for who, who recited it. It's not only what you read, it's the correct recitation you must have and correct recitation you must recite. So there are lots of different recitations, yet we know in the time of Muhammad he received the Quran in lots of different ways. So we need to pray for our Muslim friends. When they die, they've got the correct Surah 2 and Surah 3 they have been reciting because that is the Surah is going to intercede behalf Hunter, of them. you've messed this all up. You went around and found 26 different Qurans around yeah. the world and uh, every one of them is different, even Surah 2. We especially looked at Surah yeah. 2 and Surah 3 in our earlier episodes where you showed thousands of differences between even the Hafs and the Warsh. So the Hafs, which was written in 908 in the 10th century, is different is... 800s. 809, sorry, 809, yeah. so the 9th century. It is different than the other 25 other Qurans. Yeah. So even depending on which they recite, they could be either... Correct recitation is going to intercede for them. <laughs> so <laughs> which we, one we just of those to, 26 we, is the correct recitation? We need to pray for our Muslim friends that they are reciting Hafs is the correct recitation because if it's the Qalun or if it's the uh, Qalaf, Khalid, then they are... Mess but the Hafs was only decided in, in 1924 by a committee yeah. in Al-Azhar in Cairo 93 years ago as the official one. How do they know which is the correct recitation? And if that is so, and we know that about 98 to 99% of Muslims today recite only the Hafs yeah. without the other 25, could be not one of the other 25 is the correct one. That means 99% of Muslims are going to hell. It is something. I'm being, I'm, I'm being facetious here, but can you see how this how this could impinge yeah. on an awful lot of people's e even their salvation? It is something we will never know. But Islamic tradition tells us Quran has a power to intercede for mankind. Islamic tradition, Sahih Hadith tells us certain surahs, Surah 2 and Surah 3, we just looked at those two surahs, has a power to intercede um, and also argue with Allah for its reciters. Let's go on and then let's just finish up because we do need to bring this to a close yeah. uh, for, so we can start the next ep episode. But in Al-Tirmidhi Hadith 1963, this is narrated by Abdullah Ab ibn Amir, uh, Allah's Messenger said, Fasting in the Quran uh, will intercede for man. On the day of judgment, fasting says, Oh my Lord, I have kept him away from his food and his passions by day, so accept my intercession for him. The Quran says, I have kept him away from sleep by night, so accept my intercession for him. Then their intercession is accepted. Yep. So here it's again, almost like again, fasting and Quran are two are actually in beings that can speak and also yeah, Muhammad talk with Allah. Yeah, Muhammad messed up with lots of things. Like According to Muhammad, everything, even rocks and trees speaks. But... Again, point of the um, hadith tells us, Quran again is going to intercede for mankind on the day of resurrection. For Quran to be intercede, Quran needs to have a quality of consciousness, will, and full knowledge. And Quran needs to know the heart of and mind of people. Now, we're going to end it off there. It's a time to bring this to a close. Yep. I want to thank you for coming That's on board. Right. We've already opened up a real can of worms here. You're suggesting now that there's a fourth uh, divine entity, the Quran itself. It takes on divine attributes, interceding, arguing, a conscious, a will, 
uh, and it also looks like eternal being. it is eternal. So yeah. um, we, ha we, we need to end it there. Thank you so much. That's I hope right. you're watching this. I hope you're picking up the implications of this. Uh, we're going to continue this in the next episode, episode 19. Don't uh, leave. Come on back. Uh, we'll see you when we start again. This is Jay on The Jay Show. Over and out.